Welcome back to 205 Reasons, the show uh, you know, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But y'all already knew that. I talk about that every time. I say that every time. I just really need that to be iterated. Y'all need to know that. I don't know why. But anyway, this is episode five, six, four. I don't know. One of them. But this is going to be part two of me talking with my best friend. I think this is going to be four parts, maybe three parts. I don't know. Um, But yeah, this is it. Thank y'all for listening. I really do appreciate it, especially the people that share this and support what I'm doing. But uh, enough of that. Let's get into the show. All right. So this is this is a big one that I've always wanted to to talk about um and i and before i get to that i I kind of remember there was something i wanted to ask earlier because we were talking about like men being vulnerable um and i remember there was a point in time when we kind of established that you like hood niggas oh my god (laughs) so so I'm sure we had a conversation about this at some point, but uh, so so before I go there, let me ask you this: Do you still agree with that statement that you like hood niggas or no? Absolutely not. And can I just clarify? Can I just clear the waters here? <laughs> Why you just threw me out there like that? So I've matured since I made that statement. But when I made that statement, I didn't necessarily mean a hood nigga. What I meant by that is, I want to be with a man that I feel like will protect me if we're out. Like I want to be with somebody that if something went down while we were out, they know how to react, what to do. Like I need them like to respond quickly. And I just feel like, at the time, I felt like, okay, you've been doing this all your life. Like, you know what to do. So, like, I feel safe with you. So, that's what I meant by that. But let me just say, that was not the correct, I guess that's not the correct term I should have used. But I do like being with men that I feel safe with. Like, if I, if I, we cannot go on a date. We cannot be out in public if I feel like you cannot protect me or yourself. So I'm gonna just say that. Just clear the waters there. All right. I tried to throw you under the bus and it failed, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember having that conversation because I don't know. I I'm not a hood nigga by any means. I'm I'm not that guy. I lived in the hood. Uh, accidentally which is another conversation actually I think I talked about that before so anyway lived in the hood accidentally I'm not a hood nigga I'm not that type of guy I do love guns but all my guns are legal I you know I'm just into the gun culture not like the hood side of that I guess um but that was always a big question for me was you know like women women love hood niggas they love that that dynamic so me as a guy who is i feel pretty 
equipped to protect my woman and uh, myself. Because for me, I feel like protecting somebody is not just physical. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, like, for example, if me and you as, as friends, you know, we go out and I get into an altercation with somebody, I don't have to fight that person to protect you. You know what I'm saying? Like protecting you could be as simple as letting that individual talk shit and me walking away. That's, that's also protecting you because I could engage that argument and now I've put you in danger. Whether I win or lose that physical altercation, he could be, that individual could be mad mad enough to be like, you know what, I'm going to go get my gun and I'm going to shoot at this person. And that person could miss me and hit you. You know what I'm saying? So aside from that, like I said, I'm an avid gun person. When I'm in the States, I'm usually concealed carrying. Like I'm very big on, you know, right. all of that. So it's like, I feel like all around, in that sense, I'm very good with protecting stuff. I, you know, I, I'm constantly trying to teach you uh, different things about, you know, protecting your house and laws and, you know, this and that. So I think just me being that type of person, but not being seen as that type of person, especially amongst, at the time, amongst like women, and I'm just seeing as like a regular nice guy or whatever the, the case may be. That was it was a big issue that I had with that because I think that for you everything you just said holds true and that's something you really feel but for a lot of women that I've known I think they'll use the whole protected argument as an excuse to just legit just like hood niggas so I think there's that's just where that kind of that I don't know animosity came up at. So I just feel like you know the if you get with a hood nigga, I think the opposite of being protected is happening. I think I feel like you're more in danger if yes. you if if you're with the right hood nigga. I ain't, I, I ain't saying all hood niggas, you know, because I got homies that's hood niggas. I ain't saying all hood niggas is you know gonna put you in danger, but a lot of them. I think has the opposite effect. And can I just say, well, I want to say two things. Well, first off, I just want to say, I can't speak for all females, but me as a woman and me maturing as I've gotten older of the years, I can honestly, I can not all the time, but most of the time now I can start to get that vibe from a man. Like, I can start to get that vibe from a man where I know, like, okay, if we're out, he's going to do what he needs to do to make sure I'm good. Because you have some men that they put on this show and they like, I'm this, I'm that, and they really not that. And then they be put in certain situations. And then it's obviously that they're not that person that they claimed that they were. And like me being, getting older with age, I'm seeing that more like, it's really corny like you really don't have to put on to be this person when you're really not and also going back to the point you made about some women 
like they want to be with that hood nigga and then them putting you in more danger i just want to say i've dated a really hood nigga probably i was younger one of the longest relationships that i was in and looking back he definitely put me in more danger like more dangerous situations than he did to protect me so that's why I had to clear up the whole hood nigga because I definitely am not interested in them type of men anymore so yeah so that that bring that that popped a question in my head do you think that not just women but people as a whole do you think that people should relax their standards in whatever significant other they are quote unquote looking for as it pertains to when you're as they say dating to marry like if you're looking for a long-term relationship with somebody do you think standards matter as much absolutely but we standards because when you say standards what do you you mean like physically or like just overall standards because when you say standards when I think about standards I think about me holding this person what I feel like they should be what I feel like I deserve in a relationship Alright, so I, I'm, a lim- I'm I'm not talking about like I think it's it's goes without saying that you if you're like I want a person that when we argue they can c- communicate or you know things that as far as a relationship goes like that like I th- I think those are constants and let me let me just kind of give more examples to you know like like I said uh, communication. Uh, how they treat you obviously that's a big standard like you don't want anybody to treat you like shit stuff like that but i guess i I guess i should have asked do you think that certain people's i guess physical standards and uh things that kind of are attributes that that go towards that towards the physical towards the superficial shit do you think that that could be a detriment to individuals that are looking for long-term relationships because side note i personally think that you're meant to date multiple people in your earlier adult years like a lot of people get with somebody at like 19 20 years old and they're like i'm dating to marry no you should go through I think that we're meant to go through multiple failed relationships, which are not necessarily failures. It's just, you know, y'all end up not meshing well, but those are learning experiences that you're meant to have. I think that that's supposed to happen. I've always been a big proponent of getting married near 30. Um, But aside from that, do you think that people's physical and things like that those standards can be a detriment to finding uh, your long-term relationship, your husband or wife or whatever. I do. I do because sometimes, especially 
what? I can say men too. Because y'all have this thing where some men, they want that trophy wife. Like, they want this woman that has the whole package. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to find that woman that has the big booty, the nice breasts, the nice smile, the long hair, the skin that you want, and then the personality traits that goes with it. So I do feel like that could hinder people as they start to age and start looking for long-term relationships. Like for me, when I was younger, I used to say there was a certain type of man, like I wanted him to look this way. I wanted him to be this height. I wanted him to be this build, this type of hair, this this color of skin, you know what I'm saying? But as I'm getting older, I learned that that that's not realistic at all. It's just my younger, me being young and naive and thinking, it just, and then I think social media has a lot, especially the younger people, social media plays a lot in how we view, how we think our life should play out. But yeah, I definitely think that that could be a hinder when looking for a long-term relationship. So what, say how do i say it all right so can i can i talk about your height you want me to talk about your height i don't know all right so you're you're a taller taller female you're how how tall are you i'm a stallion no i'm joking um i am 5'11 so you're 5'11 so i'm pretty sure as with most girls you're generally attracted to dudes that like are well over six foot correct yes so do you see could you see yourself long term with somebody that's shorter than you so let me just say i have dated someone that was shorter than me but it wasn't noticeable so i will date someone that's shorter than me so i guess the answer to your question is yes so what if a dude's like five eight five nine but he's (laughs) he's really good to you but he's like He's a shorty. He's a, he's a little he's what what they call a uh uh ah fuck I can't remember the term. It's a term for short men. It's it's kind of an older term anyway. He 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 a little he a small fry. Oh my god. So honestly, this is me speaking honestly. Honestly, I don't see myself being with someone under like five eight. But if he was five eight and he treated me well. And also another thing with me with dating men that's shorter than me is their confidence. Like if if like the the guy that I dated that was shorter than me but it wasn't noticeable, he was like, I don't care if you wear heels. I love it when you wear heels. I don't care about you being taller than me. So like there was there was times when me and him went out and I wore heels and I was significantly like I was standing over him, but like he didn't care, so I didn't care. So it's all about the, like, if the man, if he's confident. Because we're not about to be in a relationship, and then you tell me, oh, I don't like it when you wear taller heels because that makes you so much taller than me. That sounds like a personal problem. You knew I was tall when you got with me. And I have heels all in my closet, so obviously you know I wear them. So uh, it depends on the man as well. So does that 
does that amplify does a man like if in the situation of a man being shorter does that amplify the other traits like uh you, you spoke on personality because he's shorter and that's something that like is a bit harder for you to get over as a woman but you accept that does that mean you now have a magnifying glass on his personality does his personality have to be that much better it's an example men men we always talk about the scale the scale for women it's always rating a woman out of 10 and i was just recently having a conversation with somebody i don't remember who and they were like well if a chick is like maybe not the best in the face but she got a fat ass like what does that rate her i'm like okay well if you know i'm considering her face with an average body and that makes her a six but you know you add a nice ass onto that then that makes her like a, a seven and a half like does it does it add points or is is it a constant like is the personality a constant or does he have to make up for his height in his personality so the personality is definitely a plus because so for me speaking for myself as well i'm gonna notice if you can make me laugh or if your personality stands out because naturally you know me as a person naturally i'm introverted naturally i'm shy to myself but if you can if your personality can make can bring that that take away that introvertness away from me or whatever then obviously i'm already attracted to you so the personality is definitely a plus i wouldn't say we have to make up for the hype because i don't know just like the personality itself has to get my attention and then it's like So you think that's the first thing you look for when you when you're talking to a dude is a personality? I would say personality and I would also say how he carry himself. Because like for me, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I know I've told my other friends. I love or I can't say I love, but I'm attracted to men that are more dominant. So the way that he like the way that a man walks says a lot about himself. It tells the people around him how he feels about himself as well. So like if a man walk in a room and he walks in like confident and like just, I don't know how to explain it, but just the way, like if he's dominant in the way that he's, the way that he carry himself, that's attractive to me. So when it comes to like physical, physical attributes i can't say that i don't pay attention to that but that's not the first thing that catches my eye so i can understand that as far as you saying like the way a, a guy walks because i remember there was a time like uh i was very uh how do i say i was reserved i wasn't the kid in high school that was social you know i was very uh, to myself and my couple of friends and uh, my now that I look back as as, a, as an adult and knows more I think those were 
a large signs of like uh, small scale depression and you know different things like that just 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 you know uh, my life at the time but the way that I walked I, I distinctly remember that I was I, I used to kind of walk with my head down I was a little bit more like slumped over and I remember uh, seeing an older person and they had like the like the I guess you call it like a humpback but it's, it's because they all their life they kind of slouched and you know they didn't have good posture and I was like I don't want to be that person and me consciously going in and like changing my posture to when I walk I walk with my chest out my head held high I, and I remember like since now it's it's a thing that I do just naturally um, because I forced myself to do it at that time. This was back in high school. Um, I know I've noticed a lot of people now have told me, you know, uh, my homies and like women that I've met. It's like, you, you walk like you think you the shit. Like I've had people tell me I walk arrogant. Well, it's because I'm, I emphasize not walking like something was wrong. Like I had a black cloud over me all the time. So like I said, I walk with my chest out, head held high. And that's a thing that I was taught from uh, my uncles and stuff is that that's, you know, as a man, you when you walk into a room, you have confidence, you command attention. Um, that's what a man is. A man, you don't have to establish yourself as the most masculine and the, you know, the manly man by saying stuff. You don't, you, you, you don't have to tell people that you are that nigga, for lack of a better term. You don't have to tell people that you're that nigga if that confidence is surrounding you, if that aura is around you. So when, you, when I walk into a room, I don't have to say nothing. I don't have to do nothing extravagant. I command attention. And that's the, that's how, that's the what every man, you know, that is trying to get to that level strives for. So I understand what you're saying, how it's in, how it's in the walk, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I remember that it was something I was going to ask you. This was something that I've always heard, but I didn't know, I guess, how true it was. Do women look at a man's shoes first? Because I've always heard that, that a woman looks at a man's shoes first. Speaking for me, I can say... I definitely look at the whole outfit. Okay. I wouldn't say I necessarily look at the shoes first. But if your shoes are dirty, <laughs> that's definitely not a good look for you. So I do like men that know how to dress or know how to carry himself, keep himself together. But I will say before Corona came along, we had to wear masks all the time. I don't know if it's just me being working in the dental field, but the first thing I look at is their mouth when a man talks to me or when anyone talks to me, honestly. And not necessarily, I don't necessarily judge them because I know that Let's say someone has a gap or someone has crowding or someone has crooked teeth. That is totally out of their control. You have no control of how your teeth grew in, right? 
So I don't really look at their teeth for that aspect, but I look at their teeth to see like, okay, are you, do you have tartar? Or do you have capitalist dental? But that's just me being in the dental field. And I, I think my eyes just, it's just like, I don't have any control of it. Like my eyes just go there. That's the first thing that my eyes go to before Corona, obviously, before we start wearing masks, but yeah yeah as as a mechanic i most definitely look at uh how a woman look how she keeps her car i said that like in with the intent of that being a joke but that's 100 percent. i look at how women keep their cars and that's like my judgment of you and i i definitely take into consideration the fact that women don't keep their cars the way men do it's like men are very big like we detail our cars like our car is our baby like we we gonna detail our car we gonna you know make sure the rims is, is, is shined up the, the wheels got tire shine on it like all of these things i 100 percent look at like or, or i 100 taking consideration that women don't feel the same way about cars <laughs> that men do and a lot of women will like like it's funny look i love like i play a game where i like will meet a woman and then like i'm if i'm in a situation where i can see her car like i try to guess what type of driver she is so i try to guess what she drives and i'm like okay well if she drives this she probably she most definitely has scratches on the bumper or she most definitely (laughs) has hit some shit or she i know she has curb rash on her tires like because women just women do not I don't know. I don't know what it is with a lot of women in driving. They will just like, uh, and I think it's just the the carefree aspect. Like I said, men, men, we we treat our cars like our babies. So like the slightest little scratch, and we're like, oh my god, like I gotta go get some like fix the scratch and like all this shit. But for women, like y'all can literally like hit a curb, get some curb rash, and y'all just drive off like nothing is normal. Like y'all like I'm not looking at that until I get home. But for men. If we rub a curve, we gonna stop as soon as we can so we can go see how bad the damage is. All right. And for women also, you get in women's car. I, I drove this one chick home. This was way back when. We was at a bar, we was like drinking and partying and I was getting ready to leave. She's really drunk. So like, I I remember we, we were, we knew each other. So like I passed by her car and she's just sitting in her car with the door open turns out she was too drunk to drive home i was sober so i was like okay i'll drive you home my roommate will follow me in my car and you know whatever when i got into her car first of all first of all women drive with the seat so so close to the steering wheel like (laughs) i get y'all are generally shorter but damn like (laughs) <laughs> my chin was on the steering wheel <laughs> i was like what what the fuck is going on so that's number one number two her dash was lit up like a christmas light like like a christmas light like a christmas tree every light in the dash was on low <laughs> for, for my people that know cars low tire pressure check engine light um the the brake light which like it, and it wasn't because the parking brake was on um 
fucking uh, traction control, everything, everything was on. And I was like, I just looked at her like in her drunken state. And I'm like, yeah, you, you do know your car is telling you something is wrong with it. Like a lot is wrong with it. And she's like, oh yeah, like I know it doesn't like, like when you, when you press the gas, it doesn't want to go like it normally does. I'm like, baby, that's just one of your problems. Like, <laughs> like I can tell you right now as I'm driving it, that the reason why your car isn't driving the way, like that, that issue is specifically because one of your call packs is down. You are down at least one cylinder. I can tell you that right now, but everything else, like. Whew, like what is what the fuck like you just ignored this shit <laughs> and you know anyway long story short she ended up taking it to a mechanic and everything that i said was wrong with it because we had a long conversation about what was wrong with it everything i said was wrong with it was actually wrong with it and uh she ended up getting it fixed but women don't give a fuck about their cars <laughs> Women don't give a fuck. Women, women will go get a V6 Camaro and think that shit is fast as shit. And when you get in that motherfucker, every light is on in the dash, and they got like rashes on the bumper and shit. The bumper be halfway coming off. Like they don't even be knowing. Like women don't even be knowing. I've seen women like I know all of us. Anybody that drives has been in a situation where you pull too close to the curb and your bumper go on the curb and you can hear it go (laughs) everybody's been in that situation but women will back off the curb and that shit will pull their bumper halfway off and they won't even look at it they just like oh well I mean, because like, if we look at it, what are we gonna do? It's still gonna, this, it's still gonna be in the same predicament. So ask somebody, you, just, you call somebody, like just avoid the whole situation. <laughs> if I if I don't pay attention to it, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> Basically, all I gotta do is act like it's not there, and then it really isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, no. <laughs> Can I just say I'm laughing because there's this dude that I dated. I'm not gonna say his name, but um, once I we were in traffic and we seen someone and their bumper was hanging off, and this man rolled down the window and was like yelling across the room, like, "Yo, you know your bumper is hanging off," and I'm like, "Obviously, he knows. You don't have to be that butthole to point it out." And the dude was like, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> why? Nah, that's a God thing. We go, if we see something that we could tell you in traffic, we gonna tell you. I was I was coming from work, like this was back when I was in college and uh, I was living in Bessemer and it was a chick driving through the parking lot and I was going on break. So I'm walking to my truck and like, I see her car, her tire is literally flat, completely flat. And she's riding on a flat. And there's there's times when you when somebody's on a flat and you can tell they're pulling over because they're flat. They just realize they're flat. No. I watched this girl 
walk out of my store just so happened she was walking out as I was going on break. She walked out of my store and went and got in her car, started up, backed out of the parking space and was driving through the parking lot. Tire completely flat. I tried to flag her down to tell her her tire was flat and she needed to put some air in it or change it or something. I was perfectly, I was willing to help. I was willing to help her change the tire. And this is, this is, this is where a lot of women like become a detriment to this, themselves. She thought, I was trying to talk to her so she like I, I can't remember if she if, if she like rolled her window down or and, and said like I had a boyfriend or like I don't remember exactly what happened but I know I what from what I remember I know she thought that I was trying to like get at her I was trying to ask her for a number so I'm like well you know well fuck you then I, I hope that bitch explode when you're on the interstate I hope I hope that you slide and go down the ravine and then you like, mm, he was trying to tell me my tire was flat. I should have listened. Like, that's so messed up, Brian. It might be messed up, but you know, whatever. I don't care. Like, it, every man that, that flag you down or say something, you ain't trying to talk to you. I know a lot of them do. And I know a lot of men are fucking, uh, as the white people say, they're pigs. I get it. A lot of men are weird as shit. But every man that tries to say something to you isn't trying to talk to you. And, and that isn't the only time where I tried to tell a woman something was wrong with her car. And she was like, mm, he's trying to talk to me. And I ain't interested. Like, just listen to what the fuck I got to say. I'm telling you there's something wrong with your car. <laughs> you know you don't know nothing about your car. <laughs> and the crazy thing was, it was a newer car. So it being a newer car, I know the tire pressure light came on. So she just didn't didn't even see that. She just ignored that shit. She was just like, this is just another light on the dash. If I don't know what it means, that means I shouldn't be looking at it. That's what it, that's what, that's the dots that women connect with cars. But isn't the tire pressure car, isn't it like the exclamation point with the Yeah, it looks like it it looks like you looking at it looks like you're looking at a tire from the back and it has like a exclamation point on it. That should be like an obvious sign. Okay, it's an exclamation point. Obviously, something is wrong. Listen, I done seen some shit in my day. I done got in some women's cars, and I'm like, you see all of that, right? And she like, yeah. I'm like, you gon' you you took it to get get it looked at? And she's like, nah. My car still drives, so I'm gonna keep driving it. Whatever. I feel like you're throwing shade at me right now. I don't, no, I don't. Your car don't have. I, from what I remember, the last time we, we was together, I don't <laughs> think your car had any lights on the dash. I don't think. <laughs> nah, I could be wrong. <laughs> your shit might have been lit up too. <laughs> I know. I know it got that clicking when you started up. I know it got that. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about that. <clears throat> okay. It's not that funny. <laughs> when, when your car started up, it sounded like it sounded like somebody making their ass clap. <laughs> <laughs> we not gonna talk about that. Because every time there's someone new in my car, I have to explain to them why it makes that noise. 
<laughs> so I know a lot of people listening when I said that, when I said that clicking, a lot of people listening are gonna be like, oh, she drive a Chevy Impala because the Chevy Impalas do that shit. But she don't drive a Chevy Impala, she drives <laughs> something else. <laughs> and that motherfucker clicking too. You know what? Next time, it's gonna be fixed by the next time you get in my car. So I hope so. If not, I'm gonna fix the motherfucker. <laughs> that's that's what I'm here for. See, see, people, me as a best friend, sometimes I had to just take control of shit in her life. <laughs> <laughs> if I need to, I cut this out. But the last time we was home, she had some shit in her house that. She uh, or there was some shit that she needed in her house. She she she's a new homeowner, but there was some shit in her house that needed to be there that wasn't there. And I was like, hey, why don't you go get this? And she was like, mm, that's money. That costs money. <laughs> I'm like, I know you got money. <laughs> she's like, I'll be alright. It's fine. It's fine. I don't need to get one of them. So I had to wait till she went to work and go buy her these things and just put them in the house. Cause I was like, I'm gonna buy you this. And she was like, no, don't buy me that. I don't need that. I'm doing fine without it. And I just went and bought it anyway. So sometimes fellas, you just gotta take, take initiative. Just, just get her some shit. Whether it's your significant other, your best friend, whoever, just women will do without shit that they need. I done seen women on tires that look like drag slicks and they won't change it. So you just gotta go get her a set of tires if you fuck with her that way. Now, if you don't care about her, then just let her hydroplane when it started raining and spin off the road if you don't care that much. <laughs> but if you care about her, get her some new tires. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't even know how we got on that tangent. Me either, but yeah. Oh, we were talking about because I look at people's teeth, and you were saying how you look at women's cars. Yes, yes. All right. So anyway, let's uh segue on back to the real shit. We didn't had our comedy for this for this, for this episode. Um, but uh, yeah. So. I, what, what question did I? Oh, I had originally asked the women look at men's shoes. So, um, as a, as a man, like I look at women's shoes, but I'm not necessarily looking for the reason that you look. So, like me, I'm sort of a sneakerhead. So, the reason I'm looking is more sneakerhead reasons. It's like that gives me a judgment on your personality, like. If you're wearing Jordans, I can look at what type of Jordans you're wearing. And that indicates whether you're a part of the sneaker community or not. So I'm like, okay, that's something we have in common. Um, like, I saw this one girl when I was in Korea, and she had the um, the Grape Fives. The Grape Fives, I don't think, have been released again for a while. The Grape, I think it's been a, wait, no. It was either the Grape Fives or the Bella Fives. I think it was the grapes though but she had the og pair like the first pair of grape fives that was ever released and they were in really good condition so i asked her about it and she was like yeah i bought these like however many years ago so i'm like oh shit that was like the first pair and we ended up being cool after that so 
you know, I look for a different reason, but there's a huge difference in men and women when it comes to shoes. So like as general, speaking in general, men have to have nice shoes, Jordans, Nikes, whatever the case may be. Your shoes gotta be nice, they gotta be clean, they gotta be this, they gotta be that. Women can literally go to Target and pick up a pair of shoes and niggas don't care. Men don't care. Like, whatever you wearing, as long as they clean, like, it don't matter. And that says a lot because I think women are more into overall fashion than men are. Mm-hmm. But a woman can spend $30 on a full-on outfit, head to toe, and still look good than a motherfucker. But there is no way a man could spend $30 on an entire outfit and still be someone that commands attention in a room in that way, speaking in the realm of how you dress. Because... You know, you go to the most basic of outfits. A regular, like, let's let's, let's go a little bit more than basic. Let's let's go to a basic style, but not like a basic brand. Like, if my most basic outfit that I can think of, pair of Levi's, some. uh, Let me let me go with my favorite pair of shoes, retro thirteens, and a normal collared polo shirt polo shirt is gonna be anywhere from 70 to a hundred dollars them levi's anywhere from 40 to 70 dollars at median would be about 50 to 60. retro 13s 180 or two, 205 or 220 depending on if you're getting like a special edition or not right there we had like five six times what a woman can pay for an outfit like y'all just be wearing pieces of cloth like <laughs> like those little dresses and shit y'all be buying since be pieces of fucking cloth I've known women that will buy a pair of shoes and they're literally they like the shoes be like $15 and they literally be buying them to wear them once. Now obviously they not we're not talking about sneakers and shit. We talking about like uh yeah. what the fuck? I don't even know what type of shoes y'all wear. Flat sandals, whatever the fuck they call it. <laughs> they they be shits like that. And I've met women that be like, yeah, I'm buying these and this is going to go with this outfit. And they'd be like, oh, I'm going to wear them one time and then I'm never, I'm going to like throw them away or sell them or some shit like that. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what's the point? But it's because they're not, they're not comfortable. They cheap. They $15. Like, they ain't going to be comfortable. So, I don't know. This is a big difference in the presentation of men, <clears throat> of men versus women. Like men, we have to, and and I always say this, what men do are always indicative of how much money they have or make. But women, everything they do 
is indicative of their sexuality, even if it's not a conscious thing. It's me and my friend in high school, we had this thing we used to do where we would just bring up random things and that men do. And we just like, we can always tie that back to that man getting a woman, which is also inherently tied to how much money he has or makes. So a man has to dress nice. As a man in today's society, dressing nice costs money. Mm-hmm. For a woman, you just got to find something that accentuates your curves. Is accentuated a word? Maybe. It's, it's close enough to a word. <laughs> Women have to find something that makes your curves stand out, that makes you look curvy, that makes your butt look big. It's this, that, you know. Which, let me ask this why do women wear heels? If they're pain, especially if they fucking painful, why do y'all wear heels? <laughs> I mean, I wear heels because I mean I just like them. I like to wear heels, nah. even though I'm already tall. Some women wear them solely to be taller because there are some short, short women out here. But I'm already tall, but I just like to wear heels. I think they're cute. <laughs> I thought y'all wore big, wore, wore heels because it make your butt look big. Who said that? I heard that somewhere years ago. Heels make your butt look big. I think it's because like, so it's it's okay. It's pushing your heel up, so it's kind of like it goes towards your posture. Maybe I don't know because it's kind of like you like you if you was just right now to stand up and stand on your tippy toes, like. It makes I know it makes your cal it accentuates your calves your calves 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 your calf <laughs> muscles. Um, but yeah, I heard somewhere that it makes your butt look big. I don't know where. Maybe I, I feel like it was like a, a female comedian or some shit. I've never heard that before. Uh, um, I could be lying. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. I, I always thought it was weird that women wore heels and then complained about how the heels is hurting them that night. I just think, like, it just, I don't know. It's just something we like to do because it's cute. It makes us look more feminine. I don't know. Okay, I can understand. And like, there's some women wear them just so they can appear taller. Okay, I I I, I I I can't understand it, but you know it's some insight. I didn't know that women wanted to appear taller. I personally think that you know women being short is like a like a cute thing, like it's, it's like sexy. But you know, maybe that's just like a dominant a dominant versus submissive thing. I don't know. But like you were saying, how I just think like men versus women in society is like it's so different in so many ways because you can have a female like even I've done this before we can go out with zero dollars in our pocket we can go to the club and then get food after and come home completely drunk and full but we left at the house with zero dollars 
because we know if we look good, men are gonna buy us drinks. Mm-hmm. We know that men are gonna offer to buy us drinks. We know that men are gonna offer to buy us food. See, I don't find me a, a, a trick method to that. Like if we in a club or a bar or something, I'm not buying you no drinks until we already talking. If, if if I got to buy a drink to initiate the conversation, I won't talk to you. Now, after we start having conversations, I'll be like, you know what? You cool. Let me buy you a drink. But if if, if I initiate conversation and you're like, mm, you want to buy me a drink? <laughs> no. <laughs> what I want to do now is go back to my friends over there and stand here and watch the rest of the women walk by. I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> Tell me, I buy you a drink. That's a drink I could have bought for me. Also, I think what comes with that, men feel like that the women are obligated to talk to them now that they bought them a drink, which is not true. Just that you bought me a drink does not mean that you're going to get my number, does not mean I'm just going to talk to you for the rest of the night. No. So I agree with that. That specifically as far as talking to you the rest of the night and uh the the you know getting the number i agree with that you're not obligated to do that but if i initiate conversation and you realize i'm trying to talk to you and you indicate that you want me to buy you a drink and i buy you a drink and once you get that drink you walk away fuck you you're wrong for that <laughs> you are wrong for that shit you know i just spent money Oh, like you know what I'm saying. You know, I I just like at least give me a five to ten minute conversation. Like, <laughs> but you also gotta understand there are some men out there. Okay, I can give you this five to ten minute conversation, but then you gonna want more. You gonna want a longer conversation. Then you gonna want my number. Okay, well let me let me let me beg this question. You don't know this guy, which is a two sided thing because you don't know him. You don't know how he's gonna react and if he's gonna do anything negative. But also, you don't know this guy. If you have this five to ten minute conversation with him, he could be the most interesting guy ever. But you don't know because you just want to get your drink and get out of Dodge. <laughs> and women, be they be playing a the game. They be playing a game, slick. I done seen it. I watch it. I watch it. It be like a woman. They'll get a drink and they'll be like, oh, I'm going to go back over here to my homegirls right quick and let them know. You know, whatever. Or they'll be like, all right, I'm going to run to the bathroom right quick. I'll see you in a minute. And then next thing you know, you don't see that that chick for the whole rest of the night. Like, women be playing these games, which is crazy that, like, we brought this up because another one of the, the things that I wanted to talk about was women using men for drinks and dates and, you know, whatever. Um. So, yeah. So, I, go, using men for dates, I feel like that's a whole... That's totally different. Well, let me let me not say dates, meals. Women, women's women be using like there's that at, at a I can't it was a name for it. It was a name for it, but it was where women would allow men to take them out on dates just so they could get a free meal, and they would never talk to him after that date again. And it wasn't like oh he did something. It was like I'm literally only letting him take me out just so I can get a free meal, and then. I'm dipping. So women was eating good without spending no money. Yeah, that's that's. I feel like this. 
Because now this man has put energy into coming picking you up or meeting you at this restaurant and he think that it's more it's gonna be more dates like this or he think there's more to it which you already know like I'm solely going here just for a free meal I feel like that's messed up but I just men gotta be more careful who they put their time and energy in but we don't know Cause women are women. Women have learned us enough to where they can play it up until they get what they want, and then be done with it. So, men essentially every time we shoot our shot with a woman, we're taking a risk. Every time we taking a risk with our pockets. Like, I've there's been women that I've taken out on a date and that never talked to me again. Mainly, like, I've never, I've never, I don't think I've experienced the, you know, she took me on a date just to get a, a, a free meal. But I have had, like, women that I didn't talk to after that date because we just didn't click. We didn't mesh well. There was, there was differences. I will say the majority of it, I was in control of, of the next chapter, a potential next chapter. And I just, like, it. you know, I'm a very conversation-based person. So, like, if you don't stimulate me in conversation, I don't want to talk to you anymore like you know you gotta have that but men are men are taking a huge risk every time we try to uh meet and understand or learn or get get closer to a woman because there's so many when you're speaking traditionally there's so many ways that a woman can take a dude for his pockets just off of him being a nice guy or him showing interest in you. Yeah. I agree. Like you said, in those situations where you said you've you've done it, you've went out with zero dollars and came back drunk and full, at the end of that night, did you get did you have a did you give a dude your number did you come out eventually with a relationship or an entanglement or anything or was it just like you left alone like single with nobody you interested in and came back the same way like how did that work i definitely left out single and came home single but can i just say that night most of the drinks that were bought for me were from people that I knew. So it wasn't like random men. Mm. So it was men that you knew that was possibly trying to get in, but (laughs) didn't have no chance from the get-go. And you just using the fact that you knew them as an excuse to the fact that you just was getting free shit out of these (laughs) niggas. Don't do that. Uh... I'm over here analyzing shit, man. Obviously. I promise I'm not drunk. Like, I'm actually pretty fucking sober right now. That's why I just pulled up again. This is just my energy when I talk to my best friend. You can ask her. This is how I am all the time. (laughs) Yeah. But, so when that happened, that was definitely a Korea Korea night. I was in Korea. Um, So, like, it's just the environment that I was in because I feel like, I can't even say as a female, because as a man, you can go out and there can be motherfuckers that are fucked up. 
And when motherfuckers get fucked up, they just start buying everyone drinks. And I just happened to be at the bar. And everybody at the bar was fucked up. So I just got free drinks. So I do agree with that. Like, I've so I've never that I can remember like had a, a, a female buy me a drink in a um uh in a, I'm trying to talk to you since. I've definitely had females buy me drinks because we're like we were there together with his friends or you know what 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 have you but they'll buy me a drink like and it's it's i think i've been lucky enough to deal with multiple women that were like uh will you buy this round i'll buy that round like type type deal um but as a as a man i've never i don't i can't remember ever having a woman that was like I think he's cute. Let me buy him a drink. I don't think I've ever had that that I can remember. So, Korea is different because I've definitely done the same thing. But it's because I hang out with like, well, at that time I was hanging out with like E5, 6s, and 7s. So, it was motherfuckers that had money and, you know, shit like that. Can we also talk about, well, let me ask you, if you're out with your guy friends at a bar and you notice, because sometimes I feel like some men purposely continue to buy a certain female drinks just so they can get her messed up. So if you're out with your friends, right, and you notice that one of your homeboys, he's constantly... Because I feel like at some point, it's like, okay, you are, you are, like, you're constantly buying me drinks. So now I feel like you were purposely trying to get me messed up. So if you see that happening, would you step in like, yo, like, why you keep buying her drinks? Like, what's up? Or are you just like, just, I don't know, because I don't know. So... I can't remember a time per se where I've been in that situation where it's just that obvious, but I'm very outspoken on that. You know me, we've had the conversation. I won't, I won't have sex with a, with a girl if she's drunk, drunk. Um, I think that's weird. And I do attribute a large part of it to the Air Force SART program. They have definitely conditioned me to not sleep with a drunk woman. But I have been in a situation where I think maybe that's the situation that's going on. And I'll cock block in a, in a very, very like subtle way. Like it's not to the point where like that whoever my homeboy is is gonna be able to go back and be like, yo, he was cock blocking me all night. But it'll be subtle ways. Like I, if I see my homeboy feeding a girl drinks, and you know he's obviously, you know, at this point, if I know him like that, then I'm gonna introduce myself. You know, like I may play it off as, and I'm telling all my secrets. I feel like my homeboys is gonna listen to this and be like, that nigga did that shit to me, but. <laughs> If I see that happening, like I'll go up and be like, I'll introduce myself to the lady. Like, oh, I'm his friend, and I'll like play it off as like I'm talking him up. Like it'll look like I'm trying to help him out, but in reality, I'm very, very subtly cock blocking because that's not 
some some uh shit that i want to see but i've been in i won't say a lot but a few situations where uh i'm with strangers like i'm, I'm in, a, in, a, in a a place where i see strangers doing that and i literally like i've literally just walked up to women and just been like look are you okay like i see he's like all on you he's feeding you drinks are you okay do you do you want this guy like is this something is he someone you interested in like do you think that it may be you know whatever like i've i'll go up and ask the questions i don't care um i remember uh i was in what was the fucking place wolves den you remember wolves den from consign uh and i saw this dude he was like 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 he was drunk and shit but he was like constantly hugging on this girl and like you know all this different stuff and i saw it from the corner and i it was a point when he kind of like walked away and i got up from where my friends were went over there and asked her i was like yo like do you need help like this dude is like constantly being on you and you look uncomfortable like is are you okay like is this dude you know bothering you and she said like oh no that's just my best friend he's just kind of annoying when he's drunk turned out i found out later on that the dude was gay so you know (laughs) whoopsie (laughs) but uh yeah I, i i don't know whether she appreciated it at that time that somebody came up to her and noticed that and saw that um but yeah that was that was the case um but i i like to say that i'm uh now i'm not the most active but i'm definitely more active than most guys when it comes to seeing drunk girls i i even uh we were at sns and it was just she was a girl she was really really drunk and everybody thought that i took this girl home and like tried to smash her or some shit but in reality she was so drunk like and i was i none of everybody that was in the group i knew and i didn't know this girl but she was really really fucking drunk and i was like hey like where are your people at and she was like i don't know i haven't seen them for hours so i was like okay are you like i think i think it's best that you go home like listen i will get a cab back to base with you and make sure you get home safe i took this random girl didn't know took her all the way back to base and uh she uh she called she gave me her phone and told me to call like somebody she worked with and i met this met i, I was walking with her because you know at Kunsan, the cabs don't take you on base after at that hour I yeah. met met her uh, co-worker or supervisor, whoever he was, and uh, took her. He took her back to to the to the army barracks because she was army. Took her back to the army barracks, and then I I I was gonna go back out, but I ended up being an old man and went went home and went to sleep. But yeah, I went out of my way, cut my night short to make sure she got home safe because she was really that drunk. Like this, she was. She was drunk to the point where I feel like if you didn't do anything, I think negative about you now. Like if you don't do anything to help her out at this point, like she was, she was that drunk. She was so drunk to the point where she couldn't, she couldn't even unlock her phone. And the next day I ended up seeing her because uh, 
she had gave me her ID to get on base and I forgot to give it back to her. So I just basically like looked her up on Facebook or Snapchat or something like that and like messaged her and was like, hey, look, I got your ID. Um, you know, meet me at the defect. Well, I'll give you your ID back. And she like hugged me. She was like, oh my God, like, thank you for like making sure I got home. Like most guys wouldn't do that. But like a lot of guys try to take advantage of me, all this other stuff. And I think that's a, that says a lot about men. We don't, and I, I'm not trying to like brag or be like the pick me type of dude, like and say like I'm, cause there's been times where I probably should have done something and I didn't do something. You know what I mean? Uh, but I think more guys should take responsibility for uh, protecting women. Cause a lot of us don't. And it's easy to just be like, it's none of my business. You know, it is very easy. Am I gonna be mad at a guy for saying it's none of my business? No, not necessarily. But I think more of us should take responsibility in protecting women, especially black women, but protecting women in general. Cause there's some creeps out there. I agree. We need more men like you. Well, just put me on a pedestal now. 